Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hi, friend, and welcome to episode 51 of the Still Space podcast, When You're Stuck in the Soldier on Trance. I want to spend a few minutes discussing first what that soldier on trance is and give you practical tools on how to move away from that habit so that you have another practice instead of just soldiering on, working harder, treadmill to nowhere, whatever that is for you. So let's talk about when we're stuck on the, I just have to work harder. I just need to get a little bit more smart, little more educated, little more whatever to get noticed and finally be in the place that I want to be and it'll all come together. That trance of performance, that trance of proving yourself, that trance of just a little more and I'll finally get there, that's what it is to soldier on. Because most of us have gotten to the level where we are in our careers by working hard. And I'm not here to discount working hard, but if that is the practice for every disjointed part of your life is to just try harder, work harder, go a little farther, that's not a strategy that can always serve you. And it can lead to exhaustion, disconnected relationships, lack of self-care, and maybe even moving you further away from the things that you want and the people that you love. So think right now, is there a trigger? Is there a situation that seems to move you to this soldier on trance? It could be a difficult conversation that you repeatedly have with a boss, a child, a direct report. It can be being around certain people that make you uncomfortable. There's a theme that goes with this, and that is there's an emotion here that I really am uncomfortable feeling. And until we can unravel that emotion, we will go to our go-to behavior. And that, for a lot of us, is to just try harder. So if you're finding that you're not getting promoted or you're not connecting well with your children or something isn't working, 
just working at the same thing, trying the same thing a little bit differently, a little harder, often will not result in a new outcome because it's the same strategy over and over and over again. But when we can take a still space moment and sit back and take a very deep breath and release all of our assumptions, expectations, resentment, anger, everything that we've been holding inside, And it may even take two breaths, another deep breath in and breathing out. I release all of the suppositions that I've made, all of the ways that I've fast forward to a doom and gloom ending, all of the sad and disappointing things that I anticipate are going to go on here, just allowing all of that to escape. And then ask yourself one question. What is the feeling here that makes me uncomfortable? Is it that I'm afraid of something? Is it that I'm sad about something? Do I feel powerless about something? Am I avoiding something such that I'm not showing up authentically, which makes me completely out of sorts, whatever that feeling is, let's get that out and name it. Describe what it's like to be with that feeling, really uncomfortable, sticky, yucky, smelly feeling. So here's an example. I have a number of clients that are dealing with cultures within their organizations that aren't recognizing strong character and advancing those people. They're advancing more charismatic leaders, people who posture. And so they're asking themselves, well, you know, I'm working hard here and nobody's noticing and it's just not fair. I'm just going to work harder. And they're still not advancing. Okay. So let's take a deep breath and release all of the need to prove yourself on working harder, all of the expectations and the regret that come with them not being met. And let's just sit with the raw emotion. It feels really rejecting to not be noticed or valued for what I'm doing here when I'm working so hard and all of these other people are getting promoted above me? Am I invisible? Is nobody seeing me? I feel abandoned here. I think that's really good to get that out, to acknowledge it, because now we can do something with that. Because the working harder, and how do I work harder? How do I get more hours in the day? I'm already not seeing my family very much, and I'm irritable when I'm with them. So how can I do this differently? We can just put all that aside and say, you know, it really feels sticky and yucky and awful here in this feeling of I'm invisible and nobody sees me. And it's so uncomfortable in that feeling that sometimes you just want to deny it and get back to the practice that's familiar to you just working harder. But along with doing that probably comes a little bit of blaming, 
complaining, feeling victimized, this isn't fair, then thinking this is pervasive, it's going to go on forever. Why should I even think that I can move ahead in my career here? And then you're thinking it's permanent. This is never going to change. And it's across now every area of my life. Look, I can't even get my house clean. I can't get my drawers organized. I'm noticing that I'm reaching for vices. And, you know, this is a downward spiral on the treadmill to nowhere that leads to a dead end. I've seen this time and time again. People come to me for this because I'm really good at helping them find another way. And it makes me sad when I see that hardworking nature be the only strategy because I know it will eventually absolutely in every case, be linked then to victimization, to blaming and complaining, to comparing, to judging, and all of these behaviors that we have that don't serve us. Okay, so understanding that that's the trance, if you can find a way to get down to the emotion that is underneath this soldier on trance and can be with that, and then start to look at how it's affecting your work, your productivity, your relationships, your creativity, your interest in making new friends, going out and being active in the community, exploring, discovering. Because this is what I generally see when this treadmill to nowhere soldier on trance has taken over, you withdraw into a cocoon of, well, I don't have time for this, that, or the other. So-and-so doesn't really want to meet with me anyway. I can't trust their friendship. I'm not going to apply for stretch jobs or even look for a promotion because it doesn't happen anyway. And you can see how this trance just lures you more and more deeply into the give up mode. And what does that look like two months, three months, six months, a year, two years, three years out? You're so stuck in this persona and you're asking yourself, well, why am I not getting hired? Why am I not getting promoted? Why don't I have friends anymore? Why aren't people calling me and including me in things? This is why. And it does not have to be this way. But we must be intentional and action-oriented on those intentions to unravel this. So if you find a way to drill down into what is the emotion that's underneath all of this chaos of feeling victimized and that life isn't fair and I'm working hard and nobody's noticing I'm undervalued. Pause before you go out and find another job. That is not the way change for the sake of change is not a strategy because no matter where you go, I guarantee you this will show up again. Mark my words, this situation will show up again where you put on the armor of, I'm just going to work harder, do more. I can't tell you how many clients I have that come to me and say, you know, 
I thought I had this licked and then I went and got a new job and the situation's still the same. And that's when they're starting to realize maybe the problem is me and how I'm dealing with this situation. And I don't want that to happen to you. Okay. So if you're looking for someone to help you with that, I'm happy to do that. But let's talk today a little bit about what you can start doing right now. So if you have, again, gotten down into what is the emotion that's underneath all of this behavior of complaining, judging yourself, etc., and you can actually be with that for a few minutes, usually it only takes 90 seconds to just stay in that space with that emotion, you will start to realize that what you're experiencing is a lot in your head. It's your imagination. It's where you're fast forwarding to a doom and gloom ending of, oh, well, this isn't fair. It's never going to get better. I don't know why I should even try. And that trance that's just luring you into really quiet quitting has you convinced that you have to leave an organization in order to get out of that. I submit to you, let's work on this trance that you're in before you leave an organization. And you may want to leave an organization, but if you don't have this mastered before you go, you will show up the same way in your next role, and it's not going to serve you. So as you're going along in this trance, are you also noticing that you're not having a lot of compassion for other people? You're also not having a lot of compassion for yourself. You just think you don't have time, I can't care about this, I'm too wrapped up in what I need to do. Again, this is a good trigger for you to understand how you're seeing the world revolve around yourself. And when the world is revolving around you, you know you're on the wrong merry-go-round. Because when we can get out of ourselves and look at ourselves like a fly on the wall from a third-party perspective, we can begin to understand where we're quitting on ourselves. You may be quiet quitting at work, but you're also quitting on yourself. So when you say, I'm not going to care about work, I'm just going to do the minimal amount, I'm not going to be invested in this person or helping them or training them or mentoring them, you're not training or mentoring or caring about yourself either. Emotions aren't mutually exclusive. So if you say, I'm not going to feel in one area pain, negativity, heartache, you're also not going to feel happiness or joy or excitement. So I encourage you to open up, stand naked with your vulnerability, and invite in all of those sticky, yucky emotions so then you can begin to feel and allow in the ones that are joyous. And when you have a joyous heart, you are kinder. You're gentler because chances are, if you're in the trance of soldiering on, you're not yourself when it comes to caring about other people, caring about yourself seeing yourself in the shoes of people that are giving you a hard time. Because when you are kind to yourself and you are compassionate, you're able to see someone you're in conflict with from that fly-on-the-wall third-party perspective and notice 
where their difficult behavior is coming from. And you get curious and you ask yourself, wow, I wonder why this person feels so threatened. I wonder what's going on with her or him or them. And that curiosity begins to serve you in a broader and more broad way every single day. And you're finding that your heart is opening up. You're finding that you're noticing things and you're curious to understand things that never really interested you before, such as wonder what this person has going on. I wonder if they even notice that they're upset. Have you ever said to somebody in the work environment, I can see that you're really upset. I want to ease that for you. Tell me how I can do that. When you have the ability to say that to somebody and they understand that you truly want to help them, you've got connection and that gives you authenticity, power, resilience. It's a wonderful tool. Compassion for ourselves can be hard to find when we're anxious, judgmental, resentful, defeated, tired. And in these moments, we sense that we're losing control. And how do we get control back? Oh, I'll just soldier on, work harder. Again, you can see the cycle going. Oh, well, this has always served me. I'm just going to work harder. Unfortunately, This is the time when we need to be kindest to ourselves. That's right. When you're being anxious, you're judging yourself. You're saying, why can't I stop doing this? Which is not mindful and not helpful to you. But this is when we need to be the kindest to ourselves. And we aren't sometimes because we've lost sight of our awareness. And we're in that survival mode of soldiering on. Because clearly, if I just get all the way down the field and into the end zone, things are going to work out. If I just get this project done, get a little more done, everything's going to be okay. And there's no evidence that that is true. And we start with the assumptions and expectations, and it's a downward spiral from there. And in this state, we distance ourselves from our core. And we armor up with self-preserving ego. Now, Everybody has an ego. This is nothing to be afraid of or to shy away from. Our ego is what keeps us safe. It's what kept our species alive and not extinct. But our ego, when we're in an anxious state, tells us, oh, just work harder and get it done. Leaving little to no room for self-compassion or compassion for others. So I think you can see where I'm going with this. When you're in the trance of soldiering on, you don't have a lot of awareness of being gentle and kind with yourself, or gentle and kind with others. But when we wake up from the soldier on trance, we wonder why we don't feel close to people Why we're not connected with the people we care about, with our colleagues, seem distant. Your team isn't coming to you. They're drawing conclusions behind your back. Compassion is not a feeling we can pluck from the air on demand when we need it. Compassion is a state of mind where we realize we are all one. That is compassion. When we can look at even the person that we are at odds with, and realize we are connected to this person and how can we work better together? And that's a great line that you can say to someone if you're in conflict with them. 
If it's at work, you might say, I can see that we're not on the same page right here. What would it take for us to work together to build alignment here? What do you think? And if it's with someone in your family, you can say, I love you, but I really feel at odds with you right now. How can we build alignment here? How can I be more receptive to what you're saying? And how can you be more receptive to what I'm saying? Because that's what I want. I really want a close relationship with you. Compassion is where we all rise, not just ourselves. But if we feel ourselves rising, we're pulling others with us. If we see others rising, we push them up higher on our shoulders. It's where we're all one, we're all connected, we're all together. Where we all fail is when one fails. When one person falls down, is hurting, isn't successful, that's all of us. And that's the leadership that propels teams to move forward, makes you the leader that people compete to work with. Where you take the time to lift up someone, that lifts everybody in the process, including yourself. And when you're thinking, oh, I don't have time to be compassionate, start with yourself because you're not being kind to yourself either. And we have to help ourselves first. It's like the flight attendant says on the plane, put the mask over your nose and mouth first before you put it on your children. It's the same when it comes to compassion. Don't just fake compassion for somebody. If you feel like you don't have an ounce left in you to be compassionate to people, don't be giving it away. Start with yourself. And that is not selfish. That's selfless. You have to start with yourself. And when you can find a way to forgive yourself, not be judgmental of self, not be saying things like, this is so hard for me, I'm never going to get it done. Why does this keep happening to me? This isn't fair. All of that stuff you say to yourself that only beats you up, we can replace that with, let me take a deep breath. I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. And it's really helpful if you can put a hand to your heart and say, may I be gentle with myself here? May I give myself just a few moments to take deep breaths and exhale all of the things inside of me right now that do not serve me and hold space for emptiness, for nothingness, to just be with myself with no expectations, no assumptions, no anger or resentment, just breathing into my body and noticing where I've been holding this tension in my body. Because you know that sore back and that sore neck and the trouble you've been having in your belly? This is what happens when we hold anxiety inside. It starts to manifest itself in our bodies. And we want to release that so that we can have the freedom to be kind to ourselves and see some sunshine and smile and share that compassion with others. When we notice we've lost touch with how others might need a boost, it's a time to step back and take care of ourselves first. 
to get curious about the thoughts that drive the soldier on mantra because they're usually fiction. And by that I mean, this is never going to work out. This always happens to me. That's fiction. That's your ego trying to protect you from thinking that life could be different because it doesn't want to have you be disappointed. What if you could say to that ego, stop dancing around in front of my face. You're in my way. I can't see around you to joy and happiness. Why don't you get up on my shoulder and let me ride you around for a while? I've got this. Deep breath. Here's what I'm going to do first. And be kind to yourself. Maybe that's the first thing you do. The deep breaths in, the deep breaths out, meditation, prayer, whatever your go-to practices are. Sometimes we need to pull our isolated souls closer for a big compassionate self-hug where we whisper into our own hearts, just want to remind you that you're human and you're amazing and you are. So in closing, I will say to you, give yourself the gift of self-compassion. Because if you feel that you're on the treadmill to nowhere, only you can set the intention to move off. But intention without action is denial. Set the intention, hold the space for just emptiness and nothingness to be present such that you can reconnect with your body. Notice where this is being held in your body. With a deep exhale, release that tension and allow clarity to invade. Don't busy yourself with more soldier on treadmill to nowhere. Just be with the nothingness, be with the emptiness and listen to the silence because in your soul is the answer. Wishing you freedom today because success is freedom, not more hours. Okay, leader, many of you have reached out and asked me what it's like to work with me in my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle. So I'm going to give you a very brief overview of exactly what you get in working with me for that six-month program. You get transformation. You get walking into any room, any situation, knowing you belong, having control, having people come to you. But on a tangible basis, what does that look like? It starts with seven one-on-one laser-focused individual coaching sessions with me over six months, and then access to the six months of live weekly small group coaching calls. And because you know I only coach a handful of people, sometimes there are only two or three people on those calls. Sometimes it's only you and me. So that's like another weekly coaching session. And you get to get the perspective of other executive leaders who are in the same place that you are. Get six-month access to my Mindful Leader Satisfied Life time-saving assets, trainings, modules, and all kinds of workbooks that personalize this to you. The self-discovery is inspiring. Can't wait to get on to the next module and see how much more self-control you'll have over those negative thoughts that have been holding you back. There's a private online community where we can share daily questions, but the special bonus is you have 24-7 email access to me. 
I'm your coach on call. You want me to look at your resume? I'm happy to. Any of the exercises that you're having difficulty with, you don't have to wait to the call. You just reach out to me and I will get back to you within 24 work hours. You're having a problem at work with somebody? I'm your coach on call. There's a leadership intake analysis that I read on my own time so that I can get more background on you and not have to use up your sessions with me. And exclusive to this program, Flow on the Go Weekly Planner, where you can track your routines, track your gratitude, track what's changing, what's showing up for you. Well, what does this look like over the six months, Mary Lee? Okay, number one, that first month, you notice your patterns, your habits. You start noticing the patterns and habits of others. You have defined your signature strengths and your personal values, and you're applying those. And now you're starting to dream again. You have a vision for yourself, for your career and your life. You've stopped judging yourself and others. In month two, this is where I've taught you how to self-regulate with curiosity. You process difficult and stale emotions and release them. You replace your stuck story with how you're not whatever enough. And you are now creating a career plan with confidence, feeling worthy. You have self-control over negative thoughts, over your behavior. And months three to six, you are playing blue sky big. You are soaring here. You are self-empowered. You execute your career and life plan. You shine, apply for stretch roles if that's what you want. You have better relationships and control over your food intake, your sleep, your exercise, your self-care. You have compassion for yourself. And you know that person that you really dislike? You actually have compassion for them. So there is a link in the show notes, maryleegannon.com slash consultation. Go ahead and apply. I will reach out. I'll set up a phone call with you. We can go over some of the details, but I'm interested in helping you be that mindful leader with a satisfied life. And there's no reason to wait because it happens quickly. I'm glad you were with me today and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website maryleegannon.com where you can also learn more about working with me.